And so then there's this void. Yeah. Uh, and I think for us, we prepared, I prepared, I know specifically for that void. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that whenever there's a void, that that's when the enemy likes to slip in and fill it with, you know, discouragement or sadness or depression. Mm -hmm. And so I was really prayerful against that void. Your Blended Family has a 100% chance of success when you do it God's way. We're Blended Kingdom Families, and we want to provide biblical resources to heal and restore families with a message of hope for the next generation. Hey guys, welcome back to the BKF Podcast. We are super excited to be here. We are not alone. We yes. have our dear friends, Eric and Keisha Gomez with us. They are a wealth of knowledge and we are going to have a great time yes. diving into a really fun topic today. Um, before we do, make sure you take an opportunity, like, share, comment. This is my normal spiel. So don't let this opportunity pass you by. You want to be alerted every single week when we drop a new podcast. So, Vanessa... What yes. are we going to talk about today? Today we're going to awesome talking guests. about sending kids to college because you guys are the experts on this. We're going to be coming to you guys for yeah. all, all the tips and tricks. But first, I want to tell our audience a little bit about Eric and Keisha. So they've been married for 21 years. So y'all, we have a lot to learn. A lot to learn. Like I know y'all look like babies. Like look like babies. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. Mid forties. <laughs> well, they're also blended family, empty nesters. Eric is the COO at Exo Marriage, and um, Keisha is an Exo Marriage mediator. Both of you are me mediators, right? Yeah. yeah. Awesome. She's le she's leading that effort. Um, she's leading that effort. Yes. <laughs> yes. But y'all have three kiddos together, and um, one of them's married, but two just went to college. Yes. Yes. At Abilene Christian, go Wildcat. Yeah. Is it, wait, is scratch this guy? Scratch him. Scratch him. Scratch him. Yeah. That's where Scott yeah. went to school. And Michael is going to Abilene Christian. So I'm excited because he. We're going to be carpooling. We're going to be carpooling. We're going to be carpooling. But two, at least somebody can tell us if Michael's behaving or not because your two kiddos are there. You know, you know the police department. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. We, we know everybody. Yes. <laughs> Well, we're going to have a great conversation. And if you're in that situation where you are approaching empty nesting or approaching, you know, sending your college, everything's different. You know, I don't want to use global terms because, you know, we're sending kids to college, but we're not technically empty nesters. You guys are technically empty nesters and you're sending kids to college. So whatever your situation is, we're just looking at the transition. So the first part about it is, is how have you navigated the process of preparing your children for college. So if you're in that 16, 17, kind of think back a couple of years, how is the best way to prepare kids to go through that process? Ooh, that's Start a good question. Start with me. Yes. Okay. Um, well, I think Keisha had always had a heart. Um, when we, in second, fourth grade for the kiddos, mm -hmm. she wanted to homeschool. Mm -hmm. uh, and she said that she wanted to really, first of all, I kind of, own that the, the process of educating the kids mm -hmm. not just kind of the the academic side of it but the culture side of it mm -hmm. you know the character side of it mm -hmm. and so whenever we did that we homeschooled for a couple of years and then we went into private school which was university model that's mm -hmm. the name of it and the university model was three days at school two days at home yeah and it kind of resembles kind of like going to a class yeah. taking back your classwork back to home getting it finished mm -hmm. um and so we did that all the way through and so our kids uh graduated from alliance christian academy mm -hmm. uh and so in hazlitt and so that was kind of the the an academic side of preparation mm -hmm. yeah. was kind of that was, was mm -hmm. that was intentional. We wanted them not to have that uh, a little bit different approach than just the public school approach. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
And then from a character side of it, I think we really just just always have them involved at church. Yeah. We yeah. prioritize Wednesday nights. We prioritize Sunday. We pri- prioritize the serve. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with those two things, we just kind of then trust trusted God, whether the kids wanted to go to college or not, mm-hmm. uh, that we weren't we weren't. Um, I, I want to say like. Um, attached to the idea that they had to go mm-hmm. to college. Yeah. yeah. Uh, not all kids are meant for that. Yeah. Um, and so uh, we had some mentors that talked to us about that. Mm-hmm. Like some kids just are better to go straight into the workforce. Yeah. yeah. And so we just kind of more leaned into kind of like, all right, if they go, we're going to have them ready for academics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from a character side of it and being spiritually mature enough mm-hmm. to be able to take the onslaught of college, and we're lear- learning that now, uh, is – making sure that they were rooted inside of Christ. And that was kind of the approach, Yeah, I, I would think, if I'm yeah. looking back at that. Would you agree? Or Yeah, definitely. I would agree. I think also um, we made sure they were surrounded. Um, they had mentors at our church, mm-hmm. at our small groups. That's um, good. Yeah. They always had a leader there that they, um, <clears throat> pretty early on, uh, they grew trust with that leader. So they were able to talk to them and um, it kind of prepared for when they are going to have to lean into and rely on other people. We're not going to be that, that main voice in their life as much when they're gone. Yeah. Well, that's good. I love that you, you know, we started this kind of thinking it was like an early, you know, like a couple of years before, but you, there's never too early to start preparing uh, for that process. Um, And I also love what you said about, you know, gave the kids the options. I think in today's culture, you know, and especially with the cost of college, that's not always the first option is oh, to no. say, hey, we're going to go to school and you're going to mm-hmm. there may be other options or other passions that they mm-hmm. uh, want to pursue. Mm-hmm. No, so. that's good. Well, and I love that when you were talking about the mentor, because it also gives ki- kids, I think, especially in blended families, too, when you have two sets of parents, that neutral zone where they can have somebody that can just mm-hmm. speak into them and not worry about like what mom or dad is going to say or step parent, mm-hmm. you know, I think is so valuable. Um, uh, and it just provides a place of, um, just safety, I think. For yeah. Them. Yeah. Um, you know, we've seen that with Michael and, um, and I love that he has that. I love that he has somebody other than us or his other parents to be able to go to. And, um, that's a trusted source that can sow into, um, and hit into his, his faith and, uh, mm-hmm. his walk and everything. So I think that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. I love it. And so kind of prepare on, so let's just, We'll speak to the parents, to the uh, and 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 I would say the moms, but be honest with you, I think I'm having a hard time about this too. Like, just like, you sure you want to go? You don't want to stay? You know, I mean, can I be with you? Um, I I don't know, but from a from a heart perspective, how do you prepare your heart to as a parent not have your kids in their bedroom? Mm, that's the hardest. I don't know that you can prepare for that because you think you're prepared. You think you're prayed up. You think you've done everything you can to equip them, but then they actually leave. And it's just, um, it's, I I don't know that we were prepared as much as we tried to be. Um, there's just nothing you can really do for that other than to go through it. And then you see, you know, we're about a month and a half into it now. And yeah. it, there's more good days mm-hmm. than sad days mm-hmm. for sure. We're having a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there for the first week or two, there were some tears pretty much every day, you know, just adjusting to new normal. So I think yeah. you just, um, you're prayed up and you're ready for it, but then you just kind of roll with the punches and you deal yeah. with those emotions as they come. 
Yeah. Mm. And I don't think you can until you're there. Mm. You hope that maybe they don't go and then all of a sudden they're like, see ya. Yeah, with the I think the the biggest the, the biggest change for us was because usually the kids would be, you know, as they got into teenage years, they're with their friends until late. Oh, yeah. So they would get home at curfew. Oh, yeah. It, and then uh, I had someone um, from our church many years ago said that I asked him, I went to him, I said, hey, guys, what is it's the senior table? I mm. call him. And I'm like, hey, guys, what's the one piece of advice that I go into the teenage years? And one guy told me, hey, make sure that you always wake back up and go on your second shift when your kids come in. Yeah. And they want to talk. Like, Find mm-hmm. the energy to listen and engage. That's good. Uh, and so, and I was like, oh, that doesn't even make sense. And then at the time, and then we got there yeah. and then, you know, you have your daughter, your son walk in at yeah. midnight, 1230. And they're like, full of energy, full of energy. Yeah. They just ate Whataburger and a big yeah. and Sonic. Yeah. And so um, yeah. those are those things that, you know, we, we miss like those moments at night, the edge of the bed talks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so then there's this void. Yeah. Uh, and I think for us, we prepared, I prepared, I know specifically for that void. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that whenever there's a void that that's when the enemy likes to slip in and fill it mm-hmm. with, you know, discouragement or sadness or depression. Mm-hmm. And so I was really prayerful against that void. Be, and so uh, we try to stay busy. Mm-hmm. I think we try to stay busy yeah. and st- as late as we can. Sometimes it's only like 830, yeah. but we stay <laughs> busy as, 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 as we can so that we can go to sleep a little bit without kind of like, what are we doing? We're just yeah. here. Yeah. So. No, that's good. I, it was funny. A, a couple of days ago, I texted uh, Michael. It was about eight o'clock at night. And I said, uh, I just texted him, said, time to head home. And he calls me immediately and he goes, am I in trouble? I go, no. I said, you've just been gone and I want you home. And he said, well, can I have a friend spend it? No. It's time just yeah. to be, be you know, home. Yeah. Just to, they're so busy that it's that, that, that stage of like, hey, you're not in trouble. I just want you here, and I just want you to be in a quiet place and Mm -hmm. some time together. So, well, and we're we're experiencing that right now. Like he, I mean, he's with his friends all the Mm -hmm. time, and um, Scott is so much more better about he's better about this and I am exactly what you were saying about your second like second mm-hmm. wind you know the second shift because he will not go to bed until Michael walks in the door and then I always hear them talking and if I'm awake I go out there mm-hmm. but he is just he um he's just adamant about that but to your point when Michael when it was like the second day of his senior year and I saw him walk out the door and I was in the pantry and we have a window and he got in his car to leave and I remember thinking this time next year, I'm not going to see him walk and get into his car and leave. And I just lost it. And so I've been just crying a lot this year. And, yeah. it, and it's just, it just, it hits you in waves because I'm like, have I done everything right? Like, I, we know we haven't done everything right, but have I done everything that I can to prepare him and set him up for success? And then like, even this weekend, he didn't do his laundry. It's still on his bed. I'm like, oh my goodness, Lord, like... <laughs> Is his roommate going to hate him because he's going to be a mess? Like, you know, it's just the little things yeah. like that. So I totally get where you guys are when you're speaking that I'm like, that's where we're at right now. That's, yeah. that's what we're going through. Yeah. Well, and, and, and parenting doesn't stop when they leave. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, even when they're in college, they're going to mess up mm-hmm. and they're going to stumble. And it's nice that, you know, number one, that they have a safe place to come back to. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the home base. Um, and you, you, you kind of hope, I think, I think, and again, we're optimistically looking at this and, and you guys are a couple of years into it and you're like, okay, well, it may not work like that, but I'm optimistic. Like he's going to go the first week, he's going to meet his wife. They're going to date. They're going to get married. He's going to go right through school. I mean, like there's going to be no hiccups. 
And my question is, is, is how do you deal with hiccups? How do you deal with that? Uh, and, from a and, distance. Yeah, sometimes yeah. from a distance and mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, even at your door. But how do you deal with that as parents when your kids go to college and it doesn't quite go as smoothly as you want it to? Do you want to take a stab at that first? Um, sure, I guess. Um, we leaned into a lot of people when, yeah. when we started hitting those hiccups. Yeah. Um, people that have been there before, mm. people that just um, had some knowledge on the situations, lots of prayer. Mm. Um, recently, I had a friend tell me, um, and she heard from another friend. She said, had I known what God was doing in my son's life, my prayers would have been a lot different than they mm. were. Wow. And that kind of affected me a lot because I, I've been praying, you know, just um, over both of them, safety, discernment, hedge mm. of protection around them. And they may go through some things that are not fun and not easy, and they're going to be hard for all of us. But God is... Um, he he's building their testimony. Yeah, they are yeah, building their testimony right now. And so I think just rolling with those punches and just surrounding yourself with people that will pray with you through those moments when it gets scary. Yeah. And when you don't know what to do, you don't know what to expect. You don't know what the next step looks like. Um, you want to just go and say, come on, you're going home. You're done. Yeah. That's yeah. it. We tried it. We're done. Yeah. Um, so having people in your life to encourage you say, no, no, settle down. Come on, breathe, pray. Mm-hmm. God has a plan for their lives and they're, they're going to be okay. He's had them this long. He's mm. not done with them. Yeah. Mm. I think, um, I lived in La La Land for a little while, <laughs> uh, like, you know, because you, you do, you know, if you do, if you do steps one, two, three, mm-hmm. four, you should, you should hit step five. I shouldn't have to go back to step one with you. Yeah. All right. That, and, and that's not the case. That's just not how it works. And we found that out with Brandon or Otis, you mm-hmm. know, he, he's 26 now. He's a Harding grad from in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so he went to a, a great private school, you know, Christian. I mean, it was, we did everything right. Uh, you know, and he still hit hiccups. He had hard times. Yeah. And I remember that first time. Um, you know, cause he, we didn't have custo- uh, custody of him. I yeah. wasn't a custodial parent. Yeah. And so, um, you know, but we started really building a, a stronger relationship while he was in college. And I remember him coming home his junior year one time and he, we went to a concert and it was a uh, 21 pilots, great concert. And he comes out and he just unloads this weight mm. that everything he had been going through. And I think for me, what I was at the time, I just remember feeling overwhelmed. I remember mm-hmm. feeling, I remember telling Keisha, I got home. I said, this is what our son is going through. Yeah. I, you don't know that response, but it sounds like. And so I think at that point, I realized that just because you do like one plus one doesn't always equals two. Yeah. Right? Especially with kids. Right. You think you're doing everything. You don't always get the outcome you think. Um, but I think I do know that what Keisha just said there is true. I mean, God just makes everything new. He's been with mm-hmm. them since day one. Uh, he's not going to, you know, leave them. Uh, our kids, they get distracted by all the noise of college yeah. and, and the noise of all the social culture, you know, aspects of it. But really what's been neat to watch them go through is just kind of, we kind of like, we're, we're kind of like just giving them guidelines, like, or like mm. guidance. Like they come to us and say, Hey, I'm struggling with this. And just, Hey, have you prayed about this? Mm. Like there's a lot more questions as opposed to like, or have you considered this? Have you, yeah. it's not like you should pray. Yeah. The, the, the difference question is, hey, have you prayed about that? Yeah. Have you yeah. considered, have you leaned into someone around you? Because yeah. um, like what he said, I mean, we're just not there all the time. I mean, we can't. Yeah. Um, uh, and if we try to uh, hold on too long, uh, it doesn't do anything good for us. Yeah. It, like, it, internally for us. I mean, we, yeah. we just are constant worry. Yeah. And I don't want that. Yeah. 
They don't let you in as much. I mean, we had super tight, close relationships with our kids. And we kind of thought, you know, for every decision, everything that goes wrong, they're going to call us. And that's just not the case. It's not for us anyway. That may be the case with some. But for us, they they don't always call and Mm -hmm. ask for your advice. So you just have to pray and hope that they're Mm -hmm. um, hearing, feeling those Mm -hmm. prayers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I think with that, like, I think there's an actual gift in that because we can look at it as like, um, dang, that stinks. And I want to be able to like, but I think too, it's also like the Lord speaking to them Mm -hmm. and all those things that you've sowed over the years and your prayers and they're, they're being led by the Holy spirit or in most things, you Mm -hmm. know, we, we know that we all Mm -hmm. act out of our flesh, but that, um, that they're drawing their own conclusions and that they're, um, coming to those decisions, uh, so to speak. And so I think there's so much just, I think even wisdom in that, because that in themselves, then it builds them up. And then, um, and we may not be able to see all of that, like in the moment when it's happening, but like, you know, um, you know, years to come when they're like, Hey, you remember that? Yeah. Like, you know, and it comes out and I remember doing that with my parents in college and, I thought, looking back, I'm like, man, I was, I did some good stuff there. I made some good decisions, you know, um, without, you know, going to my parents for yeah. every little thing. And obviously as parents, we want to be, I want to, want to be there for all of it. Like I told Scott, I was like, I will probably drive to Abilene like once a week to just go have lunch with Michael. And he was like, you can't do that. And I was wow. like, okay. You know, it's a, we, we go, I mean, we're a tight family. I mean, we can go a week without talking with verbally speaking yeah to eli uh, eli's different he's a different like gabby we, we talked to her she she's she talks mm-hmm. to keisha probably every day yeah uh, but with eli yeah. i think there's in boys or girls are different uh, a big difference I, yeah. I think i think that for 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 boys growing into young men who are going to be independent and lead a family one day there is this kind of like demarcation in their life where they're like i'm going to do this i'm yeah. going to figure this out that's good um and, and so you as a parent have the like you know you want to hold on and, and white nickel white knuckle them all the mm-hmm. way through but you have to let them go and make those mistakes and mm-hmm. uh those trials and things i mean we didn't talk to eli i think there was a seven day period one day just recently and then the first call we get is hey eli's on the ground and he's got he's bleeding from his head you know because he was playing intramural football he got <laughs> stitches so the first contact we have in seven days is hey there's an emt here for him uh you know an ambulance wow. and so but in those moments, you know, do you drive to Abilene? Yeah. <laughs> and the answer to that was we're driving. I was like, no, we're not driving to Abilene. Yeah. He's yeah. going to be just fine. He's going to be, be just yeah. fine. Yeah. He's going to get stitches and they're going to, he's going to have to figure out how to use his insurance card and do everything. It's good. And so um, it's little, I mean, that's a more kind of like, you know, lifestyle, like yeah. life lesson. But it was more than that. It was the first time we weren't in the emergency room with them. It was the first time that we didn't, you know, we wow. weren't there to, to walk him through it. Yeah. And he had to do it himself. No. Uh, and so, it's good. Um, thankfully, his sisters are with him. So, she yeah. Was, yeah. She was there with him. Yeah. Well, well that, I think yeah. having that community, again, you know, every situation is different. I mean, obviously, you know, our kids are going to Abilene Christian. So, we have a community there. Mm-hmm. We know people there. And it's, you know, if we can't be there, I can, we can make a phone call. And, and for us, even our, you know, her mom's there. So, we even can even better. go further than that. Yeah. But you said a couple of things, and I just kind of, I want to make sure that they're hammered up home with the audience. Uh, the first thing you said, Keisha, was is, is God's writing the testimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I I just don't even think that we could even possibly understand mm-hmm. what he's writing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what he will write without us. Mm-hmm. 
And I think we, we, as parents, we do as much as we can. And I know whether you're in a blended family or a nuclear family or whatever your situation is, you do everything with every minute that you can to pour in. And that's what we're supposed to do. But at a certain point, we're released and God's going to start writing a story and um, creating his own version mm-hmm. of the miracle of their story yes. and what they're going to do with their life. So I think that was one thing. The other thing you said, uh, Eric, was we had to learn how to almost not be parents. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm going to say that. Really, parent. Parent. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We had to learn like we couldn't be thinking about this every day. Mm-hmm. We couldn't be thinking about this every moment because... You know, with Michael, it's a little different. I, we're kind of used to him going and coming. I, I think about my little boys, and I'm like, uh, nope, I'm going with you. Because <laughs> uh, I, I always said, but I'm like, I don't want to go with you. I'm just going to get an RV and park around the corner. He still talks about I still that do. to this day. I, I still might. Um, but we have to learn that. And, and, and I don't think we're – I think God prepares us to learn it because I'm not ready to learn that right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be really difficult. It'll be difficult with Michael. Um so I hope that just encourages our audience like, hey, if you're struggling with this, that's okay. Yeah. You're supposed to struggle. It's not supposed to be easy. Yeah. Um, and I hope that my kids don't come back to me and be like, don't worry about what I'm doing. God's writing a story. And I'll be like, <laughs> oh, you know what? Story. I'm not, I'm not really yeah. down with that right yeah. now because I've got some I've got some input in this. That's funny. Um, so. Well, and so we're coming to our, our last couple of questions. And so I, we always want to leave like, just on advice. So anyone that's listening right now that maybe has some kiddos that are transitioning into college, you guys, what, um, what advice would you give other blended families that are in, in these shoes and they're about to send their kiddos off to college and, um, Mm. and let them fly the nest. Mm. That's a, that's a big question. It is. It really is. I think specifically speaking into the blended family part. So our oldest, the 26 year old is my stepson. Um, excuse me. I've been in his life since he was two, so he's never known life without me. Uh, but, um, the kids didn't get as close until the younger two were older. Mm. And specifically since they've gone off to college, they talk to our older son a lot. And that relationship, watching that mm-hmm. form and the bonds that they have being strengthened and um, Brandon, the oldest kind of talking them through because, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's not that far away from yeah. when he was in college. Yeah. So he's been able to um, just, this relationship has formed that's completely different than we've seen before. And it's been such a sweet season um, seeing them lean into both Brandon and our, our daughter in love, Jenny. Um, they've gotten so close to them. And so yeah. watching that part specifically has just been um, really neat. So I guess the advice part of that is just more of what you don't want to hear, just letting go. Like, yeah. because that relationship, no matter what we did to try to force it, mm. um, it didn't form until it was organic and they, we pulled our hands off there at college that you are able to contact them and have whatever Mm. relationship you want. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's been really neat to see. I love that. Yeah. It's been so neat. Yeah. Love that. I don't have any advice. (laughs) No, (laughs) No, I I, I think from my side, that's definitely been a beautiful thing to watch the, 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 the the bond of brotherhood and sisterhood. Cause that's what you pray for Right. You're like, Mm. you know, when you're blended, you're like, man, you have this, this child who's not being raised in in our situation. That's not being raised in our household. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like my sin has this ripple effect on him, mm-hmm. uh, and I hate that for for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but God works things all things for new and you mm-hmm. don't think about it and when, when they're 12 and 14 but now that he's 26 and our kids mm-hmm. are you know uh, 18 and 20 yeah um and they come back for a weekend and you're like I'm just praying that they always feel like we have unity and we have a mm-hmm. unified Gomez family one day mm-hmm. and they come back from college and they're like hey we're gonna go do game night uh with the, mm-hmm. with Brandon and Jenny I'm like that's the coolest thing you could say. Yeah. You have awesome. no idea that, you're, yeah. that, that that's what you want. Yeah. Um, but as far as advice, I just think um, all right, from, from my side of it, I have just always been about preparing. Yeah. Uh, and be prepared for the identity attack. I yeah. think that's the thing. Well, that's good. Uh, that, that, like, because the enemy will attack your identity at that season of mm. this yeah. transition. Yeah. Like, mm. you're supposed to be this parent. You're supposed to be oh, there. Yeah. And then yeah. when you're not, and then they mess up. Well, now it's not even an identity. Like, you're not the parent. It's you messed up. Like, you, you have failed. You failed yeah. as a parent. Wow. And you start saying, like, things like, and I mean, we have. We messed up. Yeah. We, we failed. We, like, yeah. absolute, like, these big old things. Yeah. and. And, and that's not fruit of the spirit. That's not yeah. bringing down heaven wow. into your into the bedroom. That's bringing up some hell. Yeah, yeah. And, you know that, and it's just discouragement. And yeah. it's um, I would say that for me, the biggest advice is be prepared for that identity attack and know how you're going to respond. Mm, well, I good. love that you segued here because on our next podcast, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hold them over and do one more, and we're hold gonna do them it. over. We're They're not all going on empty nesting. Yeah. So what that. Looks like, feels like, and, um, and and again, maybe how it's even attacked. So yeah. gratefully you guys were here today. Yes. Thank you so much for joining. I hope this helped as you preparing to send your kids to college. Wait, hold on. We have to answer the staple question. Oh, we you forgot. The gun. My bad. Staple question. Staple. So the name yeah. of the ministry is Blended Kingdom Families. It's been a while since we had guests. That's why. Okay. That's right. yeah, yeah, that's why. I said, yeah, he jumped the gun. But what is a Blended Kingdom family to you? Well, that's definitely a Keisha question. <laughs> <laughs> Rely on the wisdom here. Yes. <laughs> Blended. I think what I just described yeah. when we tried for years to make sure we were fostering these relationships mm-hmm. and make sure they looked as good as they could possibly look, given the circumstances, mm-hmm. um, when it just beautifully blended and it was nothing but God's touch yeah. on all of it. And it was so evident um, that, that that that's blended kingdom. Yeah. Like, I love that. The, the kingdom came down. Mm-hmm. He has touched every part. Like you, you wouldn't even believe how you would believe. Actually, you know for sure <laughs> how sin filled it was and could have continued to be mm-hmm. if not for God putting His hand on every one of us, every relationship. Mm-hmm. And we have the m- most beautiful family now, like so much better than I could have imagined. Mm-hmm. And that's awesome to me. A blended kingdom family. I love that. Maybe what it could good. <laughs> love that. Thank you guys. Guys, next week we're gonna talk about empty nesting. So if you're in that stage, join us next week. We will be hanging out with uh Eric and Keisha again. So thanks for being with us today. Hope you have a wonderful day. Be blessed in all that you do. Hey friends, so glad you were here with us today, and I hope you enjoyed today's episode. You can find more resources from Blended Kingdom Families at blendedkingdomfamilies.com. Join us again next time as we talk about more blended family topics. Be blessed in all that you do. And remember, nothing will be impossible with God.